but I got to get my hands ready to clap. There we go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Teen It Up with CNV. I'm one of your hosts, C. It's another, well, today's a Wednesday. Uh, we're a day coming at you a day late, um, but it's another fall. There was another week of football to talk about. There's another one to talk about in the week coming. Um, anyways, let's check in with the other host. Vladdy, what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Um, I was kind of catching up on sleep a lot of Sunday. Um, and I guess even, I guess yesterday as well, though, yesterday, thankfully I was able to work from home and there was a lot of, uh, eyes shutting out and a lot of mouse scrolling as opposed to actual work. Just taking advantage of having that after losing the stuff. But no, uh, had a couple of late nights, Friday, Saturday night, going out with friends, with people. So it's always, it's always fun in the moment, but we're, we're not 17 anymore. We don't have unlimited batteries. So I had to, I had to recharge somewhere, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely know. know how that What feels. about you? What, what have you been up to the last week? Um, not too much. I mean, this past weekend, pretty quiet for me. Um, uh, for those that don't know, I live with my parents. Uh, super exciting. Makes you probably feel like I'm – you probably want to turn off this podcast now and be like, why am I listening to the guy that lives with his parents? But anyways, I do. Um, they were out of town, and I, I don't know. It's not the same when your parents go out of town when you're, like you said, 17 and it's like, who, what kind of party can I have? It's just like, uh, all right, how do I like get some human interaction? here? <laughs> so that's kind of how I felt. I didn't talk to a soul. Uh, I mean, I went out with some friends Friday. Um, uh, Saturday, though, I studied till the MSU game. And then like I didn't talk to a soul from 11 a.m. Saturday. I played a I played a little par three course on Saturday morning. That did you guys go to the riveting. track again? Did you guys go to Northville Downs? We did not. We did not go to the track. No horses. <laughs> I was it was what two weekends in a row that I three weekends in a row or something like that. I had been there. It was time for a weekend off. Um, like you're not you a big horse racing guy. Actually, it's not even really racing. It's like horse like trotting. It's trotting. Yeah, speed walking. I don't. I mean, it's somewhere where I'll go if people want to go. But, like, I don't understand, like, the degenerates that just kind of sit down there and bet on horses all day long. Like, I don't get the same throw out of that as, I think, uh, some older people. I think you also grew up with um, culture in your life and maybe some structure. So that's just some stuff. That's some, something that you're not going to find <laughs> without, yeah. without trying to be a dickhead. But Yeah, I mean. I don't really know how to respond to that. Let's but... get into sports before we lose yeah. before we lose okay. the audience. Okay. Oh well, one one last thing I wanted to know. Uh, I've lost to Tyberski in a nine hole oh, par no. three course. Oh no! It was my first time playing in like six weeks. He used my clubs, so those were our two excuses going in. He's I think lefty. I shot. Yeah. Uh, Fair. Uh, I think I shot a thirty-seven, and he shot a thirty-five. So I, I mean, not. I mean, I didn't have any like sixes or anything. I just had. Wait, a thirty-five on a nine hole was that under par? No, it was a par three course. Par is twenty-seven. Oh yeah, I can't count. So he actually, I've never seen him put the ball straight in his life, and he probably hit like, probably hit three or four greens. I hit zero greens. I didn't hit a single green out of nine holes. What a man. Um, yeah. All right. We can get into some real sports and enough about golf. Talk. Well, I think uh, I think we're not getting into real sports quite yet, or maybe not real sports teams. Um, 
I was going to say, let's start with college, just because there isn't really much that happened this past week. Um, let's start with let's start with our our, our team, our, our our alma mater. The uh, start with the bad. Yeah, the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, another week, another loss. Um, I'm not really fully sure what to say. Like, yay, Jaden Reed came back. Yay, he scored a touchdown. Yay, he still lost the game. I actually didn't even really watch too much of it. So, I like kind of half watched. It was I was like, it was one of three games I was scrolling scrolling through at the time. Because um, mm-hmm. you're right, it was. It was this weird, like it, like it never felt like we had a chance, but we were never like more than two scores out of reach. So like we, ne- we never really were out of it. It was just kind of this weird, a weird day in Maryland, it's like exact, like murky gray day that just was a dark gray game that was just a bunch of nothing. I mean, surprisingly, the defense was bad, but not like the reason we lost. Like that's a pretty good offense, I think they have. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they kept them under 30, I guess, which uh, it's an achievement for us, unfortunately, at this point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Peyton Thorne just continues to look. I, I say it on here every single week. He just looks afraid. He looks so, like, happy feet out there. And I don't know where is that solely because he doesn't have Kenneth Walker to open things up for him. I mean, it, at this point, you're, what, now they're two and three, so you're five games past that. I feel like that, that those jitters should be gone at this point. Yeah. But. Um, I think, I mean, again, let's, there was, there's really much to say. Like we've, we've kind of been defeated over the last two weeks where like the emotions gone, the, the passion's gone. It's just more of just that, Oh, here's what happened. Um, going forward the next two weeks, uh, home games. I mean, there's, there's no, uh, there's no trick this weekend. It's going to be Ohio state a lot, Michigan state yep. a little, um, and then I think the weekend after that, which is 10 days from now, I guess at this point, but it's the Wisconsin game. It's homecoming. I know we'll be there. Um, but well, not, not that we're going to actual game, but we'll be in Lansing. And I think the Wisconsin game is kind of your last real chance to actually have people in the actual stadium. Um, you're looking at maybe the last weekend of good weather because after that you're in a bye week and then you're away at Michigan. Then you probably have another away game after that. So you probably don't have another home game until the middle of November. Um, I don't like. I know we've said this before. Michigan State fans, relatively fair weather. I don't know if there's gonna be too many people lining up to go watch a three and six football team play against. I don't even know who's going. Who's our next home game? But I don't think that many people care about that. Uh, to add on to that is uh, it's also like Michigan's away, Penn State's away. Like Penn State's last week going? of the season. That that, that doesn't yeah. matter anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying like. Like in terms of getting people in the building after Wisconsin, oh, yeah. like it's just like even the big ticket items are are away this year. Oh, that, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's like you said, the emotionless thing is that like I'm two weeks ago the Washington game. You you saw me just yelling at a dead tree, or however that's yelling at a tree, whatever the expression is, um, barking. I don't know. I'm just gonna get quit on my head. Um, where was I? about Mel Tucker and it, it's to the point now where I'm just like, yeah, bad season. If he doesn't, if things don't drastically improve next year, yeah, we need to really yeah. address the, the I, situation here. I, I think, yeah, the, the only change that I think really can or needs to be made is Scotty Hazelton needs to go. Um, Gone. It's, it's kind of like the Detroit lions. We'll get into that later, but you cannot have the worst defense in America two years in a row. You can't, um, 
not not at Michigan State at least. You can do it at Eastern Michigan if you want, but even then yeah. you might you shouldn't expect to keep your job. Um, so I think Scotty Hazelton, I'll have to go. And I think I'm going to be very, very scared if he isn't gone because it's going to like remind me of D'Antonio just keeping his boys around and just reshuffling the rules. You know, what was I think it was? I I remember hearing one phrase. It was like what Mark D'Antonio did at the end of Michigan State is like shit in his underwear. And then instead of like changing it, he just flipped it upside down and just kept going. I mean, I, I hope Mel Tucker doesn't do that. Like, please get rid of the bad part of please get rid of the thing that isn't working for you and find someone who is or who will work for you. But I don't know. I think that's really all I have to say about Michigan State. Um, I guess yeah. we can go we can go around the, the, the country. There wasn't really any upsets unless I'm just unless I'm mistaken. There wasn't really any big upsets. There wasn't any really no. big games. I mean, the only thing I guess I could really say is, oh, here's um, I think Georgia for a second week in a row didn't look very good and they dropped yep. the AP pool because of it. Um, cool. Uh, Bryce really Young hurt Alabama. That's a storyline in the Yeah, SEC. that's true. I mean, uh, what's the does this what's the status for the game against Texas A&M this weekend? Is he playing? Is he uh, questionable? I was going to ask you. Um, I, I have no idea. Um, I know the did, quarterback that they have the the, the, set, the second stringer Milrow. I know he's tank. a physical. Oh, he's a yeah, specimen. Yeah. I mean, he's built like he's built like a miniature Derrick Henry, and he runs like one. I think they clocked him at like twenty-two miles an hour running with the football, and I'm like, what? Yeah, he had some. He had some crazy runs against Arkansas. I mean, I guess the nice thing. They're gone. Really, I, mean, I was just gonna say they didn't really let him throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no timetable for Young's return after the sprain. Okay, I mean. I feel I'm almost gonna put it in like a Michigan way where like if you're Alabama you're okay because I think you can afford to do that. Uh, I think the SEC West is not very good. Um, this is this do you this talk? Sorry to interrupt. This is the saving quote from today. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody wants an update on Bryce, so I'm going to give it to you. He's doing some things in practice and he's listed as day to day. That's all he said. Cool. Um, I mean, yeah, like no I mean, decision is going to be made until he decides. And when we decide from a medical staff staff standpoint, whether he can go out there and do functionally do his job. Okay. That's a big nothing. That's the most saving quote I've ever heard. Oh yeah. Nothing burger. But no, I mean, I guess, let me rephrase the, the let me rephrase the, the SEC West is not necessarily weak. Cause I think I'm looking at this. They're about to play like five straight ranked opponents in a row. Their next game against Texas A X whole part of my stroke a&m at home that is a game that doesn't matter i'm looking at it around they're 24 point favorites texas a&m really? is a nice young they lost yeah they're, i mean they're, they're three and two testing. they're a young team yeah. the the kids do need a year to develop both physically and mentally and emotionally um you again you're not gonna you're never gonna walk in with 18 year olds and go beat 22 year olds it's not gonna happen but I mean, yeah, I think they're, they've got a week where they can't afford to uh, get Bryce Young healthy. And then the week after, I'm looking at this right now, they have, it's Alabama-Tennessee. That's going to be a great game. That's and, risky. And, and it's in it's in Nyland Stadium. So, you, I mean, you, you factor the crowd will play, play you a couple points there for Tennessee's standpoint. But, no, nah, I mean, overall, there wasn't really much with college football. It was kind of uh, no cool upsets, no – I mean, what? Oklahoma, oh, wow. doesn't, no, Oklahoma doesn't look good. Cool. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Michigan played the most boring football game ever. They played a very – I'm playing Iowa game. It was 20 nothing late in the fourth quarter. I think it ended up 
13 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yep. Um, 27-14, I think 27-13 was the score of ours. <laughs> Regardless, um, Clemson actually looked pretty good against North Carolina State. How good is North Carolina State, actually? I mean, it's the ACC. So we'll never know. Yeah. Um, but they actually look like that, that – I mean, that defense is very for real. Um, and the offense is is able – is still not – he's still not cre- – I'm not even going to try. Uga la blah, blah, blah. Uga Lele. Uga Lele. I can't say it. Um, you look sh- sharper. You still look like a leader or anything. No, he still has his moments where you're just like, what the heck was that? But he does look – I watched the first half of that game and was asleep at like 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, I, I think it's a different. I don't know if they're a, like a true contender at this point in my mind. As I think the offense will keep five. them. From, I think I think the offense will keep them from being a contender. But like I said way at the beginning, I do think the weakness of they're the ACC better. will put them in the in the playoff. They're much better than last year. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on to the NFL. Um. Do we start with our team, or do we kind of go maybe around the league first and then maybe end with our team? Um, we can go around the league first. It was kind of, again, a relatively nothing burger in the NFL. There weren't a ton. I mean, aside from the uh, the Bills' comeback against the Ravens, I can't think of a, a real good game that stuck out this weekend. No, um, well, talking about that, the Ravens blew a second straight 20-3 to three lead. Yeah. So that's not good. Um, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, it's Eagles just weird just, for it, the Ravens in that that defense is terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the defensive line and the front seven aren't as – tough as you might expect a Baltimore Ravens team to be over the last 20 years. Um, I don't know, but no, I guess the one thing I could say is the 49ers look very scary. Um, yeah. Absolutely put clamps on the Rams. And I was telling some friends, I was like, I mean, they always have their number. They always play them. They always, I mean, let me, they always beat them except for when Jaquaski Tart forgot that he had hands and thought he had nubs, but yeah. Cost them the Super Bowl. It did cost them the Super Bowl. Um, disappointing at that um no there was yeah like you said it there wasn't really much to it chiefs looked great they bullied yep. the 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 bucks you're not supposed to do that um let's let's talk let's talk about there was one thing and it wasn't really it was it was on field but it was it wasn't really about on field it was Tua Tagovailoa going yep. down with the second concussion in 4 days um that was a really bad look yeah it's a bad look on the well a the league as whenever you get you know doctors or this whole football is too aggressive camp it's just something for them to target in general it's also in the actual world of football it's a bad look for Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins because um, like you said that's too uh, the back stuff the, the Sunday prior I mean the dude looked like could barely walk and was holding his head as he left the sidelines like. You can't tell me that's a back injury. And then you let him play in a primetime game three days later. Yeah, no, that was tough. Um, I mean, the doctor that cleared him against the Bills has since lost his job. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they, they canned him. Um, 
I mean, the one thing that I could say is it was it looked terrible. He was probably nursing a concussion out. He'll probably out, probably be out probably like two, three, four weeks maybe because you get. I'm assuming when you get two compounded that quickly, yeah, it takes a little bit longer. Um, I don't I'd know. I'd say but, a month, maybe two. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got a they got a in terms of actual on field product. Teddy Bridgewater's a very capable backup. You yeah, can work with it. Um, no, the one thing that I do remember seeing was uh, that a lot of people were talking about afterwards was. The format of Thursday night football needs to be changed. In Thursday night football, games going forward solely need to be two teams coming off of a bye week so that you have 10 days between your last game and then you have 10 more days until your next game. Um, yeah, I just think that's going to be so hard to do. I mean, it should happen. When you're trying to fit, because the NFL the schedule is fixed, like you know who you're playing. Yeah, that's it's true. Not so much, not like there's not non-conference where you can pick who you're playing for four of the games, true. basically. Yeah, um, it's fixed based on your division, based on where you finished in your division, based on who your out of conference division for that year is, right? Yeah, um, or out of conference, out of non-division. Yeah, in their your conference. Um. So I just don't see it. I mean, I like it, and I think I, – I agree with the premise because I don't think they should be carted out there or carted out there is the wrong way to put it. But three days later from – I mean, football in the NFL is such a uh, – I, I agree with it. I just don't see how it realistically can happen with so many different schedules going so many different ways that have to accomplish so many different things. Yes. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I guess my counterpoint would be is they are they find a way to make it work now. What's one more stipulation? Like you're you're already sending teams out to London, you're sending them out to Mexico City, you're sending teams here, there, road trips, homestands. So by that premise too, though, you wouldn't have a Thursday night game until. Yeah, maybe you would have. Six? Yeah, you would probably have to do. Six? You would probably have to look at a workaround. Maybe uh, I'm just saying going forward. I, I did see it. I did see the way that uh, that I did see the discussion. I kind of agreed with it, but yeah, it's it's certainly tough to negotiate. Um, and now that Amazon Prime just paid Al Michaels about a billion dollars to announce those games, like they're not going away weeks one through five anytime. No, they're soon, not. So. No. Um. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's let's get God, to the guys they, that broke us this it's, weekend. It's just so painful, and it's so lines of them, not even in the individual game, but in, like, the course of a season to have you going through, like, the, oh, like, maybe there's some hope, and then you lose to one of the worst teams in the league. You give up oh, 50 points to the worst team, one of the worst offenses in the league. Yeah, um... Uh, it's also, like, we have so much pain from watching Michigan State's defense that we have to go and watch a we bunch gotta of – watch it twice. <laughs> to watch a bunch of pylons on Sunday, too. Like, no, there was some, was, some was of those – watching Rashad Penny run like he was Adrian Peterson in 2011, like, not even being touched was ridiculous. No, and the best part is, like, Adrian Peterson Cheslin was fast. Rashad Penny was just kind of, like, going out there, like, jugging, like, he, he was it, it just, just like you know it was kind of a guy trying to get back in shape. He was conditioning out there, and I mean you're literally looking at one of the worst running starting running backs in the league. Probably, yeah. No, I mean about it gets better. Um, <sighs> we think tackling is optional. Um, 
we have zero linebacker talent. You know, Rodrigo's a good story, and, like, he plays certain things pretty well. I think he's I, – I, I don't really know what to call him because, like, I feel like one game he'll stuff the run pretty well. The next game he'll go rush the passer like he did against Seattle. I think he sacked, yeah. he sacked Gino and then had a couple other good plays. But I, I feel like there's still an issue where Rodrigo lacks a little bit of that high-end speed. Like, you don't see him flying around the field like a Devin Bush. You don't see him flying around the field like a Devin White. I mean – Alec, Alex Anzalone wouldn't start for Michigan State. He genuinely wouldn't start for Michigan State. They'd be sitting there like, yo, if this is literally Cal Halliday Jr. And Cal Halliday Jr. shouldn't be starting for us, so why should you start for us? <laughs> He's so Relax. bad. So, I was watching. I, I saw both. And like I, the only reason I bring Rodrigo even in is because he's had a great start. You know, it's a pretty good story. Sixth round pick on, on defense. But I watched Geno Smith. At the age of like probably 34. I don't even know how old he is anymore. He's in a retirement home and he's pulling away from them when he's scrambling. Forget about them diving to make a tackle. He's pulling away. You cannot tell me that that's the most amount of speed you have on your defense. Derek Barnes, who is that? Does he play? No. Guess how old Geno Smith is? I don't know, 30. 31. Good guess. No, that's just no. I, 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 the linebackers are atrocious. Oh, cool! You lose uh, Tracy Walker for the season. Guess what? It's Tracy Walker. It's not Ed Reed. It's not Troy Polamalu. You should be better than that. Um, Deshaun Elliott, cool, isn't it? Night. It was the only thing we changed on our defense from last year to this year. The only player we brought in, which I'll get into that later. Um. Awarie looked awful too. Oh yeah, Awarie a week after having maybe the worst game I've ever seen from somebody not named oh, Chase God. Tabor goes out and replicates something similar minus the six penalties this time. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Um, six I mean, Okuda got bullied. There was a little bit of a come down yeah. back to earth for him. You know, DK came out and said, "Listen, like, yeah, it's a good feel, a good story, but like, I'm DK," and it, it showed. Like, he he couldn't deal with the physicality. Um, you there's a couple plays DK's just kind of tossing him aside with like swim moves as he's getting by him. He, he couldn't really jam him up the line the way you saw with Justin Jefferson a couple times where he just tossed him aside. He, I mean, he, he's just he's not him for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, um, the defensive line, uh, no pressure. Has anybody ever has anyone seen Aiden Hutchinson from the first quarter of the Washington game? Do we you know, know where he I is? Think... He is in Ann Arbor still, right? Yeah. But then like, again, you know what? The, you know what the issue Michigan. is? And, uh, and I, I I do have to, like, admit this. Aiden Hutchinson did see a team that had Kenny Walker on it, and he thought that, oh, wait, I'm not supposed <laughs> to do anything against them. <laughs> we don't tackle Kenny Walker. <laughs> we, uh, that was, they, I remember seeing one. It was like, this is the first time Aiden Hutchinson has ever touched Kenny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. For those of you who don't know, last year Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns. Yeah, dunked a nice little five piece on Aiden Hutchinson's head. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson still made it to New York for a Heisman ceremony. Like no, Kenneth Walker um, did not get invited. Yeah, we we talked about that. He had no business being there. Um, no. Uh, again, with the defense though, uh, Hutchinson trash. Um. The, the, the nice thing is that there is time to get better. Like, we're not going to sit here and tell a 21-year-old really. kid who's played five games that it, that he can't do something, but it's got to get better, and it's got to get better quickly. Um, 
I mean, Zach Paschel's still injured. We don't know what he is. Um, Anzarike, all right, I think he's still injured. I don't know what he is. Alim McNeil doesn't look like he's very good. Um, on the offensive side, putting up 45 points with Tom Kennedy and Khalif Raymond as your yeah. primary wide receivers is incredibly impressive. And Jared, like Jared Goff is quietly having an amazing year. Yes, he is. He's quietly played himself into uh, we have to consider him as the guy. Oh, yeah. And, like, I know I said that his his future would be based off of a record. I thought you'd have to win eight, nine games with him, or he'd have to win us eight, nine games, maybe take us into the playoffs. But I didn't think we would have the best offense in the league. Right. So he's running around. Um, and he didn't have Swift. He didn't have Amon Ra. He didn't have Chark. I mean, basically, his top there were three of his four best offensive weapons were gone. He still put up forty-five points of loss. That's yeah. unheard of. Um, it was a great game plan to get. I mean, Hawkinson had an insane day. Oh yeah, um, it was kind of a wacky game and just a ton of long play, ton of really long. Two bad teams. It was like a it two. was like a Madden game. It's just a couple buddies. Exactly. Um, it's a great. It's a great comparison. Couple buddies having some fun, just busting out big plays. Um, like four verts and no tackling. Yep. That's all it was. No, so. let's um to get to the coaching staff. Aaron Glenn has to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean the scheme. You want to say, oh, he doesn't have talent, or oh, there's some injuries. I don't care. Everybody's hurt. The Seahawks lost Jamal Adams. They're not complaining. They're going to win a football game. Um, girl, you gave up fifty points to Geno Smith. Exactly. You know, like, and a couple just... of things was those stupid blitzes on Penny's like third Dude. and sixteen touchdowns. Like, bro, he literally blitzed like it felt like nine of the eleven guys on the field. And yeah, no, not one of them caught even like a no, sniff. The, of, and the best part was he did it again. He did by. it twice. And the problem is, once you see something once, you know what's coming. And he ran the exact same play again. There's no, there's no thought process. There's no anything like that. Aaron Glenn sucks, and the fact that he still has a job is genuinely mind-boggling. Yeah, it's going to be a Dan Campbell. Uh, you talked about Mel Tucker worrying about him being Mark D'Antonio. It's going to be yeah. the same thing with Dan Campbell as he's kind of. Uh, he introduced his regime like year one. We have these; these are my guys. Um, being able to part from those guys when it's not working is part of being a good coach. I think. Yep. Um, it's not always being the best person, which I think sometimes Dan Campbell wants to be. It's being the right person, um, and sometimes I don't, or at least the last couple of weeks I have not felt that way about Dan Campbell. Well, see, what I don't understand is he had no problem running. Uh, Anthony Lynn over with a bus last year and taking the play calling duty. Yeah. Now I'm not saying you have to take defensive play calling duties because you're not qualified to do that. You were a tight end and you were a tight ends coach throughout your history, but I don't understand why he doesn't run the next guy over with a bus. Is that because there's nobody better, which if, if there's nobody better, that's an issue, but I just, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I will, I will say Ben Johnson seems like an amazing offensive coordinator and he seems like somebody who's not going to be here very long because there's going to be head coaching opportunities that are going to go to him. Yeah. The way that, the way that this is shaping out to me, um, I want to get as a grand scheme. So the lines go to one and three, uh, which team are you more optimistic about MSU or the lions this year, just this year? 
Oh, this year I'd probably say uh, the Lions just because okay. I, I do think that offense is so good that you are going to win some games this some weeks. I just Who think is the a issue... better chance? Who is a better chance? MSU at a bowl game or the Lions at a wild card? Oh, can I say zero for both? I mean, we're – okay, I will say the Lions right now only because you are in a weak NFC – and if you beat New England going into the bye week, maybe you get your players healthy and you sit there and you tell yourself, oh, wait, we can still get back to this. Yeah. With, Mich- with Michigan State, you have Ohio State, which is a loss, Michigan, which is a loss, and Penn State, which is a loss. So you're already at six losses, which yeah. means you have to be perfect against Wisconsin, which, yeah, they just fired their coach, but they're not going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be competitive. You're going to have Illinois, which – you're Michigan State. Just you can't sit pumped. there and cir- yeah, you can, you can't circle Illinois as a free W anymore. No, nope. you're gonna have Indiana. You're gonna have Rutgers. So I don't see them going four for four in those games, and I certainly don't see us stealing a game against one of the big three. So I'm gonna go with the Lions just because I think there is a little bit more parity built in that league, and there's something to hang your hat on. Like Michigan State's offense is not going out there dropping 40 points. We're not losing Big 12 score lines, 50 to 45, like we are with no. the Lions right now. So I'm going to say the Lions solely because there is something there that you can hopefully do. The one thing I did want to do, though, um, and maybe uh, – I don't know if this is maybe something that's too soon or maybe this is something where I just want to hear myself talk, but I want to give myself a plus one. Back in April, I said that drafting Jamison Williams was not the right pick. I said that trading up for Jordan Davis was a better idea, and I know everybody told me I was an idiot because – I think we kind of have some shiny new toy syndrome here where it's, mm-hmm. oh, my God, look, we got this really fast guy and it's really cool. And forget about the injury whatnot. I just – I looked at it from a perspective of the defense sucked. Like, the defense was the NFL worst last year, and they didn't add anybody to it. I also viewed it as with receivers. You look at the last couple of years, Debo Samuel, late-round pick, A.J. Brown – or not late, later. A.J. Brown, later-round pick, Elijah Moore, later-round pick, Terry McLaurin, later-round later pick, D.K. Metcalf, later-round pick. So I viewed it from perspective of you can find – because it's such an offensive-based league now, you find stars in the later rounds just because there's so many of them. Yes, they're not Jamar Chase. Yes, they're not Justin Jefferson who's picked in the first round. But they're still incredibly good pieces. I can turn around and say – you're not going to find a Jordan Davis type replacement in the fifth round or someone who can produce at the same level or someone who's built the same way. I, I think I, like I, I was going to say, I think Jordan Davis was the right pick. I know that's something that I, I talked with friends all off season. And I said, Jordan Davis would have been a better pick to say it. Now I understand he's got Jamison Williams has um, that kind of game breaking speed. That's great. But at the same time, you have to understand that he might have game-breaking speed, but you're not playing against a computer that just blindly lines up in the same formation every time. They're going to game plan for your game-breaking speed. They're going to put a safety over the top of him at all times. So it's not like you can say, hey, J-Mo, put your head down, and once you feel like you're past the corner, put your hand in the air. It doesn't work like that. It's not a video game. say, though, I'm looking at Jordan Davis's stats. He has eight tackles in four games, only three solo tackles, zero sacks. Yes. Well, you know why that is, right? Well, I know because he's a nose tackle. Well, no, because the guy he's playing behind is a Hall of Famer named Fletcher Cox. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so does he not, I, play, though? Does he not no. play most downs? No. Oh, really? And the one thing I can say maybe prove what his impact was, if you go back to our game against the Eagles, 
if I remember correctly, they had some stat where Detroit on plays where Jordan Davis was not on the field was averaging like eight or nine yards a carry. And on plays where he was, we were averaging like two. So, yes, I understand he has not made the most impact, but I think that's that's due to situation, not due to what's what is or isn't happening in terms of like the production level. He is he's not he's not the starter. He went to a place where you have a defender, Fletcher Cox, who's nearing the end of his lifespan, and you told and you thought to yourself as the Eagles, I can get the next guy that can do something similar to what he did and anchor my defense for the next ten years. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and then you look at that the other way too. Is Jamison Williams hasn't played a single game? Yeah, either. and again, I, I understand the injury. You knew that. Like, it's not yeah. like they drafted a guy and he got hurt during the minicamp. You knew what the process was. The other thing I don't always know is like, what's our fascination with drafting players who are injured? Paschal was injured when we took him. Um, I want to two of my... your three first round, two yeah. of the three of your first picks. Yep. Um, I thought, well, if I remember correctly, I think last year when we took Anzarike and Alim McNeil, I, I feel like I remember one of them being hurt when we drafted him. I, I'm not, I, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head, but I just feel like we're kind of sitting here and I just don't understand how you can have the worst. De- maybe this is the overall thing. This is maybe the first time I'm sitting here questioning Brad Holmes, but I don't understand how you can have the worst overall defense in the league and decide that I want to change little to nothing about that defense. Oh, great. You took Aiden Hutchinson. You didn't take Nick Bosa. You took Aiden Hutchinson, and you knew what the limitations were. You knew that he was not the same type of player and or prospect, and you decided that that was enough. I, I don't like it. I don't understand it. And I guess going forward, I guess let me, let me say we'd have to see what happens with this New England game. But if you lose that game, I think it's shut down. Um, I mean, maybe not shut down Jameson Williams if Jameson Williams doesn't touch the field before Thanksgiving. I would consider shutting down Swift the second he has more pain, and you're tanking for Will Anderson, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to I don't I, – I mean, one in three, you sit here after, obviously, the worst performance of all the four names, but I wouldn't be mad if they continued this and go three and 13 again and get the third overall pick again. I really don't think this is a team that can win nine games. And no, not anymore. And that's spot. the other thing that maybe scares me is, yes, they're going to win some games on days where the offense does does enough. But I really hope they don't play their way out of Will Anderson because at that point, what are you looking at? Like, I, you're a no. In my opinion, this team is in no position to go trading away multiple first round picks and multiple high round picks to get Will Anderson. Let's say you end up at twelve. I think you've got an issue. Because what's the lowest you think Will Anderson goes? Like five, three, three. Okay. So on top of him being the maniac player, he's also a physical specimen, and you know how the scouts are when they see you run up to the to Lucas Oil Stadium in your combine spandex, and you go out there and you run your forty and you do bench presses. I think he's gonna put up some like yeah, I think he's gonna put up some crazy numbers. I I, I think the first three picks are Stroud, Young. Will Anderson, and I don't know what order it's going to be in. Maybe that depends on who finishes where and who has belief in who. Um, but, yeah, no, that's – there's – I just – I don't see – I don't see him falling past three just because he plays – like, yeah, he's not the quarterback, but I would say he's probably the second most important position. 
Yeah, he's the guy uh, who goes to murder the other team's quarterback. I will say the numbers are not as off the paper. They're good. They're not, they're not as off the paper as last year were with 17 and a half sacks, 57 solo tackles. He's already got five sacks, though, right? He has five, yep. Yeah, five sacks five in five six games. games. Yeah, he, five I mean, games, right. I mean, he's so got time to make it better. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Um, Yeah, the, you yeah, you're right. the numbers are not what they were. What? I mean, you can look at it both ways, but the way I kind of look at it is Utah State, 55 nothing. probably didn't play the second half. ULM, 63-7, probably didn't play the set, most of the yeah. second half. Vanderbilt, 55-3, to probably didn't play most. There's only probably two, been two games with Texas and then last week against Arkansas where he's he actually truly, played the whole game. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Um, again, Granted, we'll, I'm we'll, sure that was the case last yeah. year at, at some point, but. Again, we'll see it. I just think that he's kind of that guy that you need to be targeting, and um, we'll see. I th- I just think if if I'm going, I don't want to just call it a way too early projection. It's for me. It's hope you get hope you're bad enough to take Will Anderson, and then with your second first round pick from the Rams, I'm probably taking a cornerback or a linebacker. Now, I mean, I know linebackers are kind of a little, at least off-ball linebackers, a little bit more devalued because they're not rushing. Like last year, I think Devin Lloyd was the first linebacker taken. He was a very late first-round pick, if memory serves me correct. And he's been an absolute stud in Jacksonville. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about a. We did like a a, a bad team that's impressed you uh, a couple of weeks ago. The Jacksonville, man. I know they lost this past week, but that's a team that looks completely different. Trevor Lawrence looks like a new man this year. They yep. look like they had pieces for him. Decent run game to go along with him. Like they look like the real not like the real deal, like they're gonna go sit here and go twelve and five, but they look like in the real deal where they're actually going to be in a wild card hunt. They, I, I think they have a shot to win their division. Division, yeah. He sucks. Yeah. Houston sucks and the Colts suck. Yeah. Why not them? But yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more to add. I feel like these kind of – I know we. I, when we first started this, we kind of said we like the – we like maybe more the managerial stuff. We like the business aspect of stuff as opposed to maybe the direct on-field results. So we can kind of get into these fantasy talk shows in the off-season, which will be fun. Um, yeah. But in terms of more stuff that I got to say right now, I don't have too much. I mean, it's just wow. Like it, at some point I wish I could like come on and – like open up this show with a smile on my face, but I can't. <laughs> it is sad. Like kind of like my first thought, like Monday was like, God, fuck, we got to do a podcast. What are, what are we going to talk about? Like, it's the <laughs> same same crap that these two teams have pulled, and they're most of what I have, anyways. They're most of what I expend my energy on that I have for football these days. Um. So. Moving forward, guys, I mean, Michigan State has uh, – why am I blanking on who we're playing? Ohio State on Saturday. That'll be – I don't even really think we'll – no preview necessary. Uh, if the Bucks or if the Spartans keep it within 40 points, I'll be happy. Um, the Lions play the Patriots, and then they go on a bye. I think that, like you said, that's a big one to get. Uh, two and three going into the bye, you beat it. I mean, I don't think the Patriots are good, but you can just say you beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes with a bit of ring to it, even if it isn't the same team, same Patriots. Um, that you do have some momentum at two and three. Uh, you've played good football. I mean, you lost to the Eagles, great team. 
Uh, you played a great game against the Commanders as your win. Um, and then the really the only true blemish, I think, is the uh, Seahawks game. Obviously, you blew the lead against Minnesota, but they look like they're a solid team. So you haven't really gotten outplayed by anybody bad aside from this past week. Uh, it's kind of the biggest blemish for the Lions so far. But um, anything else you want to talk about football-wise? No. Um... I'm going to end the show on congratulations to my homie from my team. Aaron Judge broke the AL home run record yesterday in the last game of the season. He had his 60-second sec- home run. The, uh, in Texas, I believe uh, there was a cool video I saw of the guy who caught the ball, like what, like being issued out by security, and he says to the camera, "I'm just here to ask Judge for the bag." He said that to the camera, and uh, the rumor I heard pre home run, God, I just hit puberty there. Uh, pre home run was, uh, I'm sure it'll go up now that it's actually happened was $2.5 million for the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard something similar where it's it's millions. I know that he, I know the guy kind of said, uh, if, I, if I read what I read correctly, he kind of said he doesn't necessarily need the money. He's some vice president of a hedge fund, so probably make – got final final game outfield tickets for – Well, that's a, they played a night as well. They played a night as well. They, uh, oh, okay. They, they bench judge, which I think is weird because he's .004 away from uh, taking the the batting triple average crown. record in the tri- triple crown. But That also depends on uh, what his face does to The other guy, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that was that was a crazy, uh, nice, crazy time. It was cool to see him finally get it. It would have been unfortunate if he stuck at 61 for the last 15 games of the season after dropping yes. 61 bombs in 150. You go you go over at the end, but – well, his actually is bigger. It was bigger. Uh, drought from sixty to sixty one was was like a legit two and a half weeks, and then I think I think uh, sixty one to sixty two was like a week. Mm-hmm. So, which is not crazy off, but it, it, it's uh, as a Yankees fan, it, it was fun to see. Um, I really hope they offer him the bag this summer. They. I've been no strangers to doing that in the past. And I think Aaron Judge deserves that every bit of that. Uh, so they're going to go into the playoffs here soon. We'll have a little more. So we won't have to talk about football nonstop, especially if the seasons for the Lions and Michigan state keep going this way. We won't have much to talk about. It'll just kind of be us grunting into a zoom call for you guys. But uh, yeah, baseball playoffs will be something else to talk about. We won't do a ton on it. Um, I'm, I, I'm so busy these days. We'll see how much I even watch. I'll, obviously, I'll follow it. Um, so we'll see how much I have to say on it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just something to look forward to, I think. Yeah, no, um, I say let's – we'll give this week of sports and life a wrap. Um, yeah, for, for everyone whoever made it this far, I think it's just a little bit of a longer episode as opposed to what we put out the last couple weeks. Thank you. Share with your friends. Yeah share with your family and then I'll, I guess I'll, I'll just say goodbye. Kyle, I'll leave you the last word. Yeah. I just share it with your girlfriend's mom's um, baby daddy. Oh boy.